and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms, as well as discussing some of the films and shows we currently can't stop binging on. I am Hannah Fernando. Or are you? But I definitely am Ian McEwen, feature writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine, which I might add is a very good read for all your streaming needs. It is, I can confirm. But enough of that. On today's show, we will be talking about the new series and films arriving on streaming platforms from Friday the 21st of February 2020. They include the uh, espionage comedy Intelligence on Sky One starring David Schwimmer and Al Pacino in the new series Hunters, about Nazi hunters, on Amazon Prime. What else have we got coming up, Hannah? We also have Anne Hathaway in The Last Thing He Wanted and I Am Not Okay with this. Uh, The new series from the makers of Stranger Things, so it should be pretty good. Um, We'll also be revealing what we're binging on, the most important part of the show, of course, and answering this week's big question. Before we start here, what is in the news? I'm glad you asked me that, Hannah, because last night at Tate Modern, which of course Mm. is right next door to where we used to work in the good old days. And it Um, has been in the news, I believe, because of the flats overlooking. Draw your blinds. That's what the judge said. Draw the blinds. Draw your blinds. So last night, there was a swanky do with Ellie Goulding performing, lots of celebrities. I wasn't invited. I'm one of the foremost TV journalists in the land. Didn't get a ticket. That's outrageous. Complain. This this podcast isn't entirely about me. Uh, So... (laughs) Anyway, they're announcing all their new shows. There's some good stuff coming up. So, I'm a big Greg Davis fan. I'm sure you are. He's got a new comedy pilot called Safe Space, which is about a demotivated psychotherapist. Okay. You like that? You like Taskmaster? (laughs) You like Man Down? You like Taskmaster? Actually, all that stuff. He's great, isn't he? Uh, Less excited about this. Red Knapp's weekend warm-up. Father and son duo Harry and. Jamie Redknapp teaming up for their first TV project together. Are you not a Redknapp fan, Ian? No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Everyone loves Harry after he was in the jungle. Mm, No, not you, not everyone. Okay, everyone but Ian. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They also acquire a lot of American shows, as you well know. So things they've got coming up that you may have heard of. uh, The Plot Against America, starring Winona Ryder based on a, on a famous book. Yep. Uh, the Undoing, with Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. And uh, Run, executive produced by Woman of the Year, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She is Woman of the Year, and last year, really, isn't she? Yes. Or was it Olivia Colman's last year? Mm, mm. Split decision. Yeah. Now, I know you one. like to keep an eye on the news, all things uh, celebrity-related. I do. What's happening? Well, I see that Sex Education, which is absolutely brilliant, if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it, will return for a third season on Netflix, and it's going into production later this year. This is music to my ear. You turned me onto that show, and I love it. (laughs) You need to be careful of your phrasing. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as I said that, I knew there'd be a comeback. (laughs) Um, no, it is so, so good. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Everyone's talking about it. Um, what else are we talking about? Well, let's kick off with, I think, this week. Well, there's so many good shows starting this week. There are it's a, a bumper week. Uh, from the makers of Stranger Things, I Am Not Okay With This. Starts on Netflix, Wednesday the 26th. Let's have a listen to a clip. My name is Sydney. 
I'm a boring 17-year-old white girl. I'm not special. Yippee. Might help with your moods. I keep losing my temper. I don't want to, but it just spills out. So this actually looks uh, pretty good, I think. It does um, look good. It's, a, it's about a teenage girl navigating the trials and tribulations of high school mm-hmm. um, and sort of finding out about herself. But, and we talk about this often, does she really need those superpowers? <laughs> Is it a necessity to this storyline, I ask you, Ian? Well, I suppose if you're hearing it's from the makers of Stranger Things, you're yeah. going to want some kind of fancy element, aren't you? And it's, it, I mean, you may have seen the poster. There's a very arresting start where this young girl is walking down the street and she's covered in blood. Yeah. Quite a dramatic opening. So the gist of it is, I mean, there's, there's sort of high school and trauma, trauma at home. There's a kind of tragic backstory affecting the family that I won't reveal because that is that is revealed in the first episode um and yeah as you say uh she begins to think she might have special powers because her best friend hooks up with this really annoying boy doesn't she and uh who uh our heroine finds extremely irritating and she thinks she gets so angry about him that and then suddenly has a nosebleed and she thinks did i do that then there's kind of the quite weird, kind of eccentric guy who lives down the street who's a potential love interest. I like him dancing barefoot in the road. So she actually reminded me a little bit of the the, the female character from Stranger Things. Yeah, she looks a oh, little yeah. bit like her and she's she's kind of quite geeky and she? she's very really fit in she's very tomboyish yeah and I think you're right I think if you like Stranger Things then this is definitely up the street. it's really well done and I, yeah, think it, it, I think it is very good I, I mean I'm not a huge fan of the whole supernatural thing but it does work and the story I mean the storyline actually could be extracted from it if you wanted it to be um, it does work without it did it remind you of your school days not so much didn't tend to walk around with loads of blood all over me and cause nosebleeds but you know good to hear <laughs> Um, I'd like to talk about intelligence, um, which uh, is coming to Sky One on Friday the 21st of February. Um, Let's have a listen and then let's have a chat about it. In an increasingly digital world, cooperation between intelligence agencies has become vital. We have Jerry Bernstein from the NSA arriving shortly. Hello? Hi, Mum. Jerry, Joseph Harris, so great to finally meet you. This is Chris uh, Cranfield, Director of Cybersecurity at GCHQ. No way. I was expecting a guy. Will he be here long, providing he plays by the rules? Watch and learn, babe. So this is a sitcom um, written by Nick Mohammed. I don't know if you saw him um, and David Schwimmer, who also stars in this, on Graham Norton um, the other week. Um, It's six episodes, so one series. Um, And as I say, it stars David Schwimmer as Ross and Friends. No, I mean David Schwimmer (laughs) as Jerry, is what I meant to say, sorry. Um, He is also the exec producer. um, And Nick Mohammed has written this sitcom, um, but he's also uh, plays a part in there as well um, and and Jerry who David Schwimmer plays he's this very arrogant NSA agent um, and he stars opposite uh, Nick Mohammed who plays Joseph and he's a computer analyst working at the GCHQ um, and you might remember because Nick Mohammed played Malcolm in Channel 4's Drifters 
He's very uh, funny guy, actually. He's, he's good, isn't he? He's really good. And uh, Graham Norton actually talent. asked me, like, how on earth did you get Schwimmer to agree uh, to play? Uh, it's really, I really like it. What I do you liked think? it. I liked it. And I mean, I actually think Schwimmer is, is a bit different in it. Because I saw him on Graham Norton, I thought, you, you are so like Ross. Understandably, but yeah, he's good in this. Uh, there's a lot of physical comedy in it, which I like. There's, you know, you kind of see uh, Joseph trying to haul this massive suitcase <laughs> up to the office, and then trying to get. You, they showed the clip on Graham Norton actually. Then trying to use the security pass to get through a door, and it doesn't work. So yeah, there's lots of physical comedy. There's kind of culture clash comedy, America and Britain. There's kind of the geek element. Totally. Yeah, I. I I must admit, I was pleasantly surprised. But when you when you hear what it's about, you think, mm, I'm not mm, so sure about that. Yeah. But then when you actually get to see it, it really, I think it really does. It's not belly laughs throughout. It's just it's just funny, isn't it? Yeah. And not to be outdone, I should just add Matt LeBlanc. Remember him? I do. Uh, he is also in a new comedy called Man with a Plan, uh, which is available as a box set on E4. So there you go. Mm. It's nice to mention E4 occasionally. Yeah, why not? We seem to be hanging around Sky One and Netflix mostly. Oh, there's a lot of good stuff on all four. In my case, Amazon Prime. Stuff on all (laughs) four. Now, this brings me round to Hunters. Yes. 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 Very exciting, this. So um, it's Amazon Prime, your favourite streaming platform. It is. So you'll be watching that on the train, no doubt, with people looking over your shoulder. Um, More of that later. Yeah. So this (laughs) arrives on Friday, the 21st of Feb. Uh, it stars Al Pacino. It's about Nazi hunters. Let's have a listen to a clip. There is evil living here. Bad neighbors. They blinded themselves to us. You can get away with anything in America. So your grandmother and I created the hunters. We put together a group of Nazi hunters. We're a lock picker, spy, soldier, master of disguise. Showtime. And two weapons experts. We would bring God's justice. What do you say? I want in. I like the look of this. I mean, I love Al Pacino. I'd say there's more of Inglorious Bastards, the um, the Tarantino film about the uh, the Jewish uh, groups sort of hunting down the Nazis during the war, than there is to say Marathon Man, the Dustin Hoffman film, mm. where he kind of gets involved with Laurence Olivier, the the Nazi. Um, it's very stylish. It's very 70s. And so he is part, the, the setup is this young lad, his his grandmother is killed. And it turns out that um, she with Pacino set up this vigilante group of Nazi hunters and they all have special skills. Um, yeah, it's quite exciting. It is quite violent. It is violent. To be fair. But I I thought it looked really good. What what's your? I agree. I think it does not necessarily something I'd be immediately attracted to, because, probably because of the violence. If I'm yeah, honest with you, yeah. Um, but really interesting and actually really topical because, like you say, it's kind of it's in the 70s. But actually, we've got a real far far right rising, haven't we now? And um, it's really really interesting. And, and and they're you know bringing the Nazis to justice basically and kind of you know thwart their genocidal plans. And I. It it's still so grim to think that this still exists in our lifetime. To be honest with you, but it's yeah, it's bloody, but it's good, and it's it's a super production. Also, Pacino in a TV series. Yeah, what's not to like? Surely he'll be on Graham Norton. Will he? Will he be over here? He's been. I know he's been over here promoting it. 
I'd like to see him on the couch. I'd like to see him. Do you think he said no? He would have been on already, wouldn't he? Maybe, no, I don't know. We'll find out for next week. We'll find out soon. Now, you've got something rather tasty. I have. So we've got Twilight Zone. (laughs) This is not my street, and you know this. You know this. It's a sci-fi out on Tuesday the 25th. So this stars Adam Scott Parks um, from Little Big Lies. Um, And it's about a PTSD-afflicted journalist um, who boards a Northern Gold Star airline flight um, and... uh, just because he's, he's accepted a job offer and he's on his way. Uh, and shortly before takeoff, um, he finds an MP3 player in his seat pocket and discovers it contains a podcast, a podcast no less, hosted by Rodman Edwards. Everyone's podcasting, I keep telling you. <laughs> Revolving around the mystery of this flight, which disappeared an hour into the flight. Good intro. Now, <laughs> scary and, stuff. And they're using, because this is a classic series from way back that was created by Rod Serling. And, of course, it has that that memorable, scary theme tune and the opening titles with the things like the eyeball and the door. Yeah, it does. Uh, and this story, when they... I think it's been done twice, but it was originally William Shatner from Star Trek was the man in the yeah. plane. And what he was seeing was a gremlin <clears throat> on the wing of the plane, like tearing the engine to bits, like destroying the plane. Oh, and no so one will believe him. And then I think they remade it when they did the film version of The Twilight Zone as well. So, um, yeah, Adam Scott, who Parks and Recreation guy and Little Big Lies, uh, yeah, he is the passenger. It, it's a completely different take on the story. Um, and all of these, this is this was shown in America last year, actually, Um I accidentally watched another one thinking it was the first episode, which is called Replay, where this woman is taking her son to college and she has an old camcorder and they run into trouble with a cop uh, and she somehow discovers that when she presses rewind on the camcorder, Mm. it rewinds time. So every time something goes wrong, she rewinds and tries to do it again. If only we could actually do that. That would be so good. Good. Um, so much. But yeah, this is absolutely my cup of tea. It is. Every tale has a little twist. It, they spent a lot of money on it. It looks great. Um, will you watch any more of these? Do you know what? I think I, I think I will. But mainly, actually, because I like to freak myself out about <laughs> flying. <laughs> oh, dear. Because I don't really like flying at the yeah. best of times. But, you know, yeah, I think I, I will continue for a bit. And it's a good, I think it's such a clever story. He's listening to this podcast and it's describing the flight, saying that he's on it and saying it's going to end in. Oh, well, it's saying that it's going to the plane's going to disappear. disappear. And obviously, no one, but everyone thinks he's crazy. Uh, and it, it's got a great little twist at the end. So yeah, recommend it yeah, if you no. like anthology horror. I'm sticking with it. All right. Um, shall we also talk about babies? We shall don't know we? each other that well, <laughs> and you are married. <laughs> Well, we can always turn back the... (laughs) Get the camcorder out. Come on. Um, This is coming to Netflix on Friday the 21st. And um, this kind of charts uh, from when a baby is born, um, from their first breath to first uh, steps. And it's a a docu-series and and kind of explores a decade of of groundbreaking science um, and looks at kind of the emotional and astounding story of a baby's first year of life because I think in the first few, I think the first year they grow more or quicker than they can than you ever grow in that okay. short short period period of time. Um, it's it's actually really interesting if you're that interested in that kind of thing. I guess it's scientific and where we all came from. How was that time for you? 
when you had little babies? Um, well, I, I felt like I should have known some of this stuff. But for me, it was just about keeping them alive, to be honest yeah, with you. I'm well, suddenly it. being that's given job, this human it? being keep to keep alive. alive. <laughs> and you just do your best while you're absolutely on your knees knackered. And you succeeded, so well done. Yeah, they're here. <laughs> they live to tell the tale. <laughs> they did. Okay, well, let's have a little roundup of other things that are coming our way. So meet the Richardsons on day. Yeah. We, we mentioned briefly last week. So it's John Richardson who's kind of, he's a bit OCD. He's a worrier. He's done shows about both those things. And he's also kind of very antisocial and quite cynical it, and, and a bit of a home bird. You, you, so it's a, it's a scripted reality about his, his home life with his wife, who is also a comedian, isn't she? Lucy, Lucy Beaumont. Beaumont. Yes. Uh, Bernie Clifton guests as... Um, is he a neighbour? I think he's a neighbour. I think he is a neighbour. What do you think of this? Stick I with thought it? it was yeah. I thought it was quite fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, especially it's when it's quite fun, is it? It's not really fun. Yeah, just quite. There's some good. There's some good slapstick comedy yeah. in it. Also, what what amazed me is so they live in Hebden Bridge, and it is shot in their house, you know, and their little young child features as well. So a lot of it is is true to life. And he's in his in his shed. <laughs> he's got this pub called the Dog and Bastard that he's built himself. And he just <laughs> he just goes in there on his own and spends hours. And I thought they they've made that up for comic effect for for the series. It's actually it's real. true. Yeah, but you know what? That's every husband and father's dream just to get away from the household of the oh. screaming and the arguing the day-to-day misery oh, and just dear. hide themselves away in the shed at the end of the garden the th- it is it is quite Man funny cave. actually and it is quite um probably quite realistic yeah <laughs> it is their life i i just don't know how long Jevity, something like that has yeah. because it becomes a bit like yeah. okay we get the persona that you've got and, yeah. and and i don't know it just becomes very stereotypical doesn't it okay now there's a there's a lot of other new stuff so we'll just pick out the highlights what what from our long list of new things what do you like the look of i i'm a better call saul fan and that is back for a fifth series okay. of course you know it's the spin-off from breaking bad which we yes. love um so that is arriving on monday the 24th on Netflix. Yes, it is. Um, we've also got The Windsors on ah, Channel now, 4. I did some interviews for that. Of course, that's all going to be available on all four from Tuesday the 25th. 25th yeah. So they've had a problem with The Windsors. I like this. It's the sort of scabrous satire of the royal family, the royal family. With, with Harry Enfield as Charles, Vicky Pepperdine as um, Princess Anne. Oh, no. Uh, it's who got plays Hayden Gwynn. It's got a fantastic cast. It's written by the guys who did Star Stories, which I absolutely loved. Um, but the problem is the royal story is moving so fast. They can't really keep up. They've had to bring in a new Harry because old Harry was off doing something else. So you will recognise. They all do a double take. It's quite funny when Harry comes in for the first time and they're like, you've changed. <laughs> it is a <laughs> different actor. They recognise it unlike in soaps where they yeah. just pretend. It was a dream. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, obviously, because they've had the whole Harry and Meghan thing has happened Next in between them fi- filming this and it going out, which yeah. is unfortunate. But um, yeah, they do get they do catch up with them other stuff. They talk about the rifts between the the princes. Uh, they do refer to Epstein and the whole uh, thing with Prince Andrew. That gets a couple of jokes. Uh, and the gist of the first episode is um, the royals have gone on strike for more pay. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's gone all kind of, well, he's trying to go all kind of, uh, you know, vegan and, and healthy and 
mindfulness uh, of under Megan's influence. Um, and uh, Beatrice and Eugenie are, I've got a new business scheme, another new business scheme. This is for a new <laughs> drink called Gin Body Rum. <laughs> So yeah, that, you're correct. I, I think it's really, really funny. It's and great, Harry Enfield as Charles, oh. he's just, he plays the part so well because he sort of sounds quite a lot like him and he, you can quite feasibly see that it is sort of him. And he kind of licks these biscuits, doesn't he? When he, he gets a biscuit, he's like, but they should be eating his own biscuits <laughs> it is really funny and i i always think about this next to the crown the crown that's trying to be so specific yeah. and you know true to i bet this is more real this is the truth this is the truth this is the truth miller does want another baby talking <laughs> of babies i'll just add one other thing into the mix there's a comedy pilot with Amanda Redman, who is returning soon in Good Karma Hospital, mm. which we will talk about. So in this one-off, uh, she plays a 60-something-year-old mum who decides she wants to have another baby. Yes. You see, I've linked it. You see how I've linked that? Yes. Um, and Lisa McGrillis plays her sort of feckless daughter, who at the same time, having thought she couldn't have children, she she's pregnant. pregnant. So they're so mother and daughter. Mother's going to do the test tube thing. Uh, yeah, daughter. Yeah, and perhaps it will come back as an entire series. Got Philip Jackson. But in. She's older, isn't? Um, obviously, she's the mother, so she's older. But she's considerably older, isn't it? She's yeah, she's in her sixties. But yes, that's yeah, it. Yeah. I thought that was right. And she, but so she feels that she has the lust for life. She wants to young. have another one. Yeah. Never yeah, say never. That's all be, I'm saying, uh, Anna. Yeah. Never say never. <laughs> I'm not in my sixties, Ian. Thank you so much. Now I'm aware <laughs> of time passing on so i'm going to ask you now this is my question i know you wouldn't have asked this but having seen denise van outen uh, yes. on telly this morning and i just out of curiosity i thought i'll watch one episode of the mask singer you hate because it. it's on the cover of tv times it's a big show and i thought what's all the fuss about having watched one episode my question to you is is the masked sinner singer 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 I'll say that again. Is the masked singer any good? In a single word, yes. All right. Tell I me why. I think it is really okay. good. Because reality TV, we talk about this a lot, has it had its heyday. This is just a different take on it. It's it actually is very different. But, it, but it's worked in other countries and it's come yeah. here and it's worked here. The, the thing that I find odd about it is the judging panel. I mean, Reese Aura, I get because she is a singer. Davina, what, I don't really know what she's bringing to the party. I like Davina very much. She but always brings excitement to the party, doesn't Yeah, she? because that's what you do as a judge. I mean, that's yeah. just formulaic. That's, that's what, what I didn't do. like. They had to be excited about when nothing exciting was yeah, happening. They had to be all... And I get that. They have to do and that. And Jonathan Ross knows celebrities. So I, I suppose it's, it's a bit tenuous. It's I don't know. It's a weird but, mix, isn't But it? then he's... In uh, one week, he, they, they come up with these names of people they think could be behind the mask. And it's really cleverly done. They don't. They keep everyone separate. They have to walk yeah. in the halls with masks. I mean, you genuinely, they just just mm. don't know. Even the other contestants. And you say things like, "Oh, I think it's Kylie Minogue." Well, you'd not get Kylie Minogue to do that show, would you? She's not so, available. <laughs> just don't think she needs the cash in. I mean, just not putting it out there. But you know, it, as a show, I think it is really, really good. And what's interesting about this is some people aren't known singers. And so yes, yes. behind the mask, when they've been interviewed, they say that actually they find it easier to let themselves go um, and to kind of, yeah, 
show their singing voice, if you like. I bet they have an album coming out after this. <laughs> Maybe. Is that cynical? But we, and we, yeah, you had um, Davina, Denise Vialton as the Fox. Um, yeah. And we had the Forget You Singer, CeeLo Green. Um, oh, she was the, mon- uh, um, was the monster. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was, it, I, think it, I think it worked. Did you like it? You don't like it, do you? It's a, such a weird mix, isn't it? Of like singing competition, though they're not necessarily all professional singers. No, they're uh, not. a bit like also like kind of asking questions, like twenty questions or through the keyhole, and then the is it the Korean guy? Yeah, was he on the King original Jung. show? Yeah, King Jong. I don't find him very amusing. He's quite madcap, isn't I, he? Uh, this is what I mean about the panel. It's the banter. They're I don't like the banter. Of, it's an yeah. It's a. Yeah, it's just a weird, weird panel, and it feels very. They feel like the fraudulent part of it. The rest of it feels quite yeah. good. And it's definitely, obviously, it's not particularly my. This is more your kind of thing, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, you can dip in and out of it. There's some good, sing- like, good singers. There's some good, good singers, and I would think it's really hard to sing it's behind just, those masks. It's just fun. It's, it's like a weird dream. Yeah, it's that odd. I once had. It's odd, but it works. I think in a day of reality TV, kind of, you know, taking a bit of a downward dive. It's something new. It's, it's quite fresh. Oh, I like that. I like your positive outlook. Now, I've omitted to ask you what you are binging on at the moment. Yes. Well, this week I have been... This is really old, but... It's okay. I just feel like I've missed out hugely. So I've been watching um, Secret Diary of a Cool Girl, which um. is Billy Piper. And I started to watch it as I do on the train. And then realised that the train was incredibly packed and that I was sitting on a chair i actually had a seat which is quite you know quite newsworthy in itself and then <laughs> uh, a, a chap was standing behind me looking down and it was a rather rampant sex scene it was quite <laughs> awkward and that funnily enough in, in the good secret Lord. diary of a cool girl it happens quite a lot it's very racy she's isn't it? really good in it billy piper she's a great actress she is a great actress she's really really good in it yeah how I about mean, you ian well i went to the cinema Peck and Plex. I've okay. never been before. Five quid. Um, <laughs> to, watch, to watch The Lighthouse with uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Okay. It's really good. Uh, what I, I did revisit, because I talked about this life last week, and I like to link everything together at all times. Se- seamlessly, I find. Because there's a new series of The Split with Nicola Walker about the... High sort of high flying divorce lawyers, um, and Stephen Mangan as her husband. I went back and watched a bit of series one of that, okay. just to ref- and it's. I mean, she is brilliant and everything, but yes, it's quality. Really like it. Excellent. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that's it for me. Really, I, I haven't had time to watch anything else, but I've been told by one of my colleagues that I must recommend The Outsider okay. on Now TV. Oh, so that's a crime drama, isn't it? Are you familiar with that? I think it's a crime. I think it's a crime drama. It is a crime drama. It's uh, another Stephen King thing. Oh, we talked about Stephen King novel. recently. So it's got a good cast, I tell you. Um, the gist of it is: okay, imagine someone showed you a big pile of evidence that effectively proves you killed someone, except for one thing: you were sixty miles away at the time, and you have witnesses. So Jason Bateman, mm. brilliant. He was in, uh, was it Ozark? Um, it's also got Ben Mendelsohn. Um, it's got a, a Pat, Paddy Considine. Fantastic cast. So this has been recommended to me. And with binge watching, 
You can't beat word of mouth recommendation. No, can I you? think that's always a good you thing. You cannot beat it. How many times do you got asked over the dinner table? What are you binging on at the moment? It's happened to me four times. <laughs> do you get I, out much? I in? keep a note. I don't <laughs> go to many dinner parties. <laughs> that's not your problem. <laughs> to my house for a dinner party anytime. time. We can talk about what we've been I don't like to travel far. Is it in zone two? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, enough of this. Uh, It's time, briefly, to look forward to what we're going to be talking about next week. Yes, we are. You look alarmed. Is that all right? Yes, I'm alarmed. (laughs) Among the treats coming up next week, Queen Sono on Netflix. It's Netflix's first ever African drama series. Hmm. And basically, it's got a kind of Jason Bourne vibe. It's about an espionage agent, but spoiler alert, it's a woman. Wow. Come on. Very 2020. I like it. What else is coming up? Um, we have All the Bright Places, which is a mm-hmm. film out on Netflix. Yes. Um, Friday, it's a romantic drama about two troubled teens, Ellie Fanning and Justice Smith, um, who meet and change each other's lives. Think. That sounds like it's me, not you. I'm getting used to watch that one. <laughs> Whereas I will be watching Formula One. Of course you will. Drive to Survive on Netflix. So this is series two and it's behind the scenes motor racing documentary series. And it's following the 2019 Formula One season. I quite like Formula One. Do you? Yeah. You've surprised me. Yeah, I like to surprise you. What do you like then about it? Um, The men. Okay. No, I'm joking. I just said that on purpose. Um, No, I like the high drama. And also... I don't know. It just—it's quite pacey, isn't it? It makes yes. you feel excited, and I like it with one reservation. A little bit noisy. You can always turn your volume down. Anyway, we'll discuss it further next week. <laughs> but, but in, in the, the meantime, meantime, keep watching. watching.